Welcome to the Seek Wilderness Podcast, a platform for outdoor adventures of storytelling, for gaining basic knowledge of hunting, fishing, and woodsmanship. A place to find inspiration to go do epic stuff this week. Seek Wilderness. John, we are live. Yes, we are. We are live. Eve of the opener here in New Jersey. Yes, sir. With an asterisk. <laughs> With an asterisk, yeah. Earn a buck. Earn a buck. Earn a buck. Are there, yeah, are so there, I, are, are there some zones that, that are flat out, like you can shoot a buck, do you know, in Jersey? No. I think okay. that – so if you go all the way back to the original reason why this is out there is they're trying to uh, control – the doe population our normal opener is october 1st like yeah a lot of other places traditional yeah. opener yeah. um but they they opened a earn a buck season years ago probably 20 something years ago now and you got to shoot a doe first to earn your buck tag and the reason behind that is, is uh, obviously doe population control yeah. um i did talk to a game warden a couple weeks ago that is uh like a lieutenant of game boards. And he said that there's a lot of things on the, on the horizon for next year. There's going to be a lot of changes with it. So well, hopefully good changes. Yeah. And, and, and again, it's proposed changes. So that doesn't necessarily mean that they're all going to go through. So hopefully people um, will watch that and voice their opinions. Yeah. Yeah. So what's new, man? How you been? Pretty good. Um, got back Sunday night after the hunt. Uh, hunted Delaware with Greg uh, last weekend. Labor Day weekend, yeah. Labor Day weekend, yeah. Um, I got out of there before Labor Day <laughs> because I knew the traffic was going to be bad and had some things going on at home that I needed to be home for. So, mm -hmm. well, we definitely want to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, so what? So what do you? So on the eve and. We were talking before we started. You have to work, but it sounds like you're going to be able to get out in the afternoon. Yep, looks good tomorrow. For that. So yeah. we're recording this on what's this? The eighth, right? Yep. Yep. So our opener in New Jersey starts on the ninth, and uh, I'll be going to meet up with Greg to do some saddle demos at Rack Shack, mm -hmm. and uh, maybe get some, you know, video footage, whatever, and then head out in the afternoon. Try to try. To, get a doe so that'll that'll be i'm excited man i am so ready you hunting in the morning no i'm not i'm gonna take care of some things around around the house and then uh, okay i mean to be honest with you like it's, it's public land and everything everything that i have my eyes on were set up for afternoon hunts for the early season okay based on like because we get a lot of south south winds um, we're getting them tomorrow, it looks like, so yeah, that's good. We're getting some east, south, southeast winds. and so. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's one spot I could could go to. Maybe I'll hit that up. I don't know if I can get out in the morning early, maybe Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be the first opener, morning opener that I haven't made it to in, man, a long, long time. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I got a full full schedule of uh, of work for the guys tomorrow. Um so I got to be there to make sure it gets done. We're getting ready. To, like I said, we're getting ready to go into our busy season. So yeah, a um, lot of work that's got to get done before our equipment is ready to go. Yeah. So let's jump into this Delaware thing, man. Cause uh, when, when we, when you and I were going up to ETAR, like 
you you have history. You've been going back and forth um, there for um, what five years, maybe? Yeah, five years. Roughly. I got a couple of years, probably seven to eight years, and then a couple of years of skips after the first year or two. But yeah. So, <clears throat> so did you prior to uh, you going down to hunt? Did you do any scouting this year? Uh, not this year at all. Never got down there in the winter. Never. I mean, I hunted all up to the end down there. So I did do a lot of, uh, like scouting my way in, Yeah, yeah. If, you know what I mean? Making a couple mile loops in certain places. And if things didn't work out, I just got out of there and jumped in another place and scouted into there. So but you, you got a lot had, of, uh, I mean, based, you got a lot of intel history based on your history with that area. I mean, you, you, you had familiarity, you had, a, you had a plan nonetheless go yep. going in. Yep. All right, so let's yep. hear. Let, let, let's hear about it, man. Let's hear about. All it. right, so yeah, we got down there Thursday night. I got down there after dark, so I didn't have any uh, any opportunity to do any driving around, scouting, um, crop rotation. I had to kind of take a little bit of what Greg had found. He was down there a little bit earlier in the afternoon, yeah. And he'd been down a couple times in the summer, and with the new law of pulling, uh, you know, of uh, them outlawing. Uh, cameras on on public land he got down there like i think it was the first opportunity he got to get down there to pull his cameras out um he had been running some over the winter and you know he was gonna i think he was gonna try to let him soak until opener but when the law changed he got down there in the first opportunity got him out of there um so he had he knew what was going on with crops and and basically when you're talking about corn and and beans, it's just back and forth anyway. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They just switch back and forth. So had a pretty good idea of the place that I was going to be hunting, what was going to be in there. So so let me ask you this. So <clears throat> there there was a time in my in my mind where you would treat soybeans a little bit differently simply because soybeans used to be about knee high, mm-hmm. maybe thigh high. Now, yeah. they're, now they're over the chest. So did you? Were you going into there thinking like deer using that not only to feed, but also for bed or what was your thought process behind it? Well, so the first place I went into, I had the right wind for it. It was just a pine stand off of a bean field, mm-hmm. um, you know, five, 600 yards off the bean field. So I had some good morning action, uh, hunted that. And then I was going to go over to a spot that um, I had some pretty good intel from the, from the last couple of hunts in the wintertime on some rubs and scrape lines on mm-hmm. uh, some points off, off of a river and, uh, wanted to go in there. But when I got there, I walked in to an area and man down by the river was dead. And one of the things I noticed was, um, the egg that was adjacent to the property was all beans. And it was, there were some high beans going into it and then back in where, the public land butts up against it. It was nice, you know, knee high to maybe mid thigh high stuff that was being, yep. that was being uh, watered every day. So it was really young, lush stuff. And I was like, oof, this is going to be good. Um, Mm -hmm. Made a loop down by the river. Didn't see much sign down there, but man, along the bean field, there was a lot of stuff. Um, Whites were spotty at -hmm. best. So, um, you know, two, three, 400 yards off the beans, thinking maybe that'd be the first place they would hit. Um, the place I did find, find white oaks dropping 
um, there was deer bedded right up alongside of them. And I was kicking deer off the whites when I ran into a good, you know what I mean, hitting uh, white uh, ridges. There was deer bedded by the the ones that were. So you were coming were in the, coming in the afternoon, and they're bedded right there. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, the whites are still the primary food source, I think. Yeah. But um, yeah, got in there. Go ahead. I was gonna say that, and the and the beans down there are still green. Hmm. But but they're very green. But, but most of them are very green. Yes. But their preference is a fresh fresh white oak drop in. If you can find the whites that are adjacent to it, then the, the deer are back there on the whites first. I think. Cool. Okay. Um, I think there's certain nights if the wind is perfect. Like the first night I was there, it was a nice northeast wind, which is an odd wind. Mm-hmm. However, <laughs> where a lot of the deer were seemed like they were bedding, mm-hmm. the wind was perfect you know, blowing right off the beans into the woods and the deer just came out there the last 15, 20 minutes mm-hmm. of light. So they may have been staging back in off the whites before, but, you know, before an hour or something before, but uh, they were hitting those beans with the wind in their face. And uh, that first night, I, uh, go ahead. I was the beans or the, the, or the oaks? The beans. They were in the yeah. beans that night. They could have been hitting whites back in the woods in that last hour. Stage, like staging a little bit? Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, but uh, it was probably the last 10 minutes of light opening night. And uh, I, w- I had a bunch of does that got got past me, didn't hit my trail, and got out into the beans. Um, I was probably 50 yards off, but I had lanes that I could see out into the beans. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there was... Uh, a bachelor group that made their way out there. And there was a couple of really, really nice bucks that made their way up there. So that kind of set my, my expectations, um, on trying to get on those and knowing, you know, me, if I can find a track or any evidence that there's a live, live, uh, mature buck in the area, that's where I was going to be pounding. Yeah. And, uh, I told Greg that night, I was like, I don't know what you got, but I think there was at least five shooters in, in this bachelor group. <laughs> I'm like, I can only shoot 15, 20 yards. You, you're a really, really good shot with a compound. Why don't we tag team this thing and see what we can do? And, yeah. you know, that that's pretty much what we did in the evenings for the rest of the weekend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, um, so that was, that was opening night or, or yeah, it would be opening night. Yeah. 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 So, so uh, how'd that plan work out? I mean, like what, 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 what I you think. Doing? I think the plan was pretty solid on what we were talking about. We did. Um, so the, to get into that area, you probably have to drive back about a mile on very loud gravel. Gravel. Yeah. And you can hear cars coming from a mile away. And there's a, there was one time that opening night that someone had drove back. And when they were come up the road, the deer scattered. And I think they're, they've been probably getting cropped up deprivation uh shot at and spooked and everything else in there so they there was no way for me and greg to really hunt it in the mornings so we found other play we went on our own ways in the mornings and then we would go back in there tag team that that place um in the evenings yeah and so we had some pretty good plans um i could see where those bucks came out so we backtracked their trails the wind kind of changed that next night um especially as far as the speed it was still northeast but it was real light um the second night and we got in there and man we had a lot of we had as soon as we got in there 
we drove up the road, got, got, uh, started getting set up at the truck and, um, we had a local guy come in that, um, you know, so the beans themselves were private and there's a gun club okay, and whatnot. And, uh, so the beans, like, you, the beans you saw those five bucks in was private property. It was private, but right up to the tree line yeah. is, yep. is state. You know what I mean? So, uh, yep. so yeah. Um, we had a local guy come in there and start doing the local thing about, you know, get out of here and blah, blah, blah. And started giving us all that kind of crap right away. And then, um, then that night, um, shortly after that, some local people on horses came through at the, in the last 20 minutes of light and, uh, you know, drove everything off the, the beans that were that made it past us. But one of the good things was, is Greg noticed when he was coming out along uh, the edge of the beans, coming back to the truck that um, we had missed where the bucks came out from anyway. We were off probably 20 yards, 30 yards from where he was at. Mm-hmm. They didn't come even close. I was off about 400 yards off the beans back in where I thought they were, they'd be bedding on a little ridge mm-hmm. with some whites back in there. And uh, they either made it in between me and Greg or whatever, but they had already been in the beans and Greg couldn't see him from where he was at back in off. And, uh, but yeah. Greg noticed the tracks when the, the horses came through, there was a fresh set of a group of big buck tracks coming back off into the, into the woods that night. So hmm. that kind of helped us out. And we knew they were still there. We were just off, you know what I mean? That night. And then, uh, and then the third night we got in, got set up and we had <laughs> again, all the locals kind of seen our truck going back in there and they were driving it. And we, I had a, yeah, I had a, uh, so this this is what I'm thinking happened. Um, because you can have in Delaware, you can have cameras on, on private land, right? Yes. Yep. So chances are, this is all speculation is that that private landowner saw those bucks on camera and then Mm -hmm. started putting the pressure on there to come out. Could be camera. More than likely, they're sitting right there and they're they're glassing all summer long, and they knew it was in the field. You know what I mean? And uh, you know the a couple of the bucks that were in the group were megas. So what I think what they were doing, they were just protecting the spot until maybe they shotgun hunted or or muzzle load hunted or something. They were trying to just keep the deer back in those woods, which for us really wasn't that big of a deal. It shouldn't have been that big of a deal. Um, because we were hunting back in the woods anyway, you know what I mean? But, you know, it may have given us an opportunity if things fell right. Like that first night when the buck ran, the bucks ran back off the field from the horses, they could have drove them right back underneath Greg or myself. You know what I mean? Did you ever, did you ever discover if they were hitting those oaks, those white oaks beforehand? Um, we did find, we did find big tracks around the whites. So yeah, yeah. the whites that were dropping. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So they, they were in there, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And and then how and how far off the field edge were those white oaks that they were hitting? That where you saw the tracks? The ones that they were hitting were, nah, I would say probably one fifty, okay, one hundred fifty yards off. All right. Yeah, all right. Hmm. Yeah, it was funny because I remember texting you guys. We were camping, and uh, I mean, we we're just in Williamstown. Mm-hmm. We were covered by white oaks, but no oaks had dropped by this time. <laughs> so like, yeah. Well, uh, to be honest with you, um, you, I think some of us could be reading things wrong. So I think, um, a lot of those 
those whites may have been dropping for the last three or four weeks, and some of those trees might be getting cleared cleaned up at night. So, so early, yeah. Yep. I could, so you're I, not. Yep. So really, what you're looking for is on there. Yeah. One of the things you're really kind of looking for is not necessarily when you're walking those white oak strips. You're not necessarily looking for the acorns, which hopefully there'd be some. The winds were dead during the daytime when we were down there a lot. Um, they'd pick up in the evenings and in the morning. You get the sea breeze just like we get mm-hmm. around 10 or whatever. So there's stuff dropping. If you didn't have uh, a raccoon or a squirrel that's knocking acorns down, it would be very easy for them to have been vacuumed up by the deer the night before. So you, really what you should have been looking for under the trees is not necessarily the acorns, but a lot of sign, a lot of tracks and, and you know, yeah. browsing around around there and, and stuff like that. Do leaves yeah. lifted? And, yep. Yeah. Yeah. So did you stick to that plan? So was it, wait, that you said that was your second night and you had mm-hmm. one more night? Yep. The third night, same kind of deal. Um, same deal. Okay. Mm-hmm. Actually had a... Uh, I was not too far off of uh, the road that you're not supposed to drive in. It, it was public. Um, it had uh, a young boy and a young girl come back, and, and uh, they've probably been using that, that road for some young teenage activities, and they came in there to do their young teenage activities, like, I don't know, like an hour and a half before dark or whatever. On, yeah. on Sunday night, you know what I mean? So they were, yeah. they came in there. I could hear them. They went up, um, like, right in between me and Greg and parked and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. eh, really can't say a whole lot because those are the kind of things I was doing when I was at age two. Or hey, man. <laughs> yeah. Good for them. Yeah. <laughs> good, good for them. Yeah. The um, – I forgot what I was going to say. Um, the temperatures, that's what I wanted to say. Like opening okay. weekend, mm-hmm. it was it was like fifty degrees in the morning. Yeah. And yep. did you? What was your morning? And you might have already said this, so forgive me. But like, did you have a lot of morning activity, or was most of yeah. what you you did? Yep. Yep. Me and Greg both. Most mornings we seen deer. Okay. So I think when you see those fifty eight degree mornings with a seventy four high, um, seventy four high is a Man, that's still a beautiful day for a deer. You know what I mean? Um, I still think, though, when the air just kind of hangs and you don't get much uh, wind, yeah, there's not everything they want to, to feel comfortable. That first night, it was like 13-mile-an-hour winds okay. out of the northeast, and there, there was deer in that field thick. Yeah. Um, I think the wind has a lot to do with it. You know what I mean? It's not necessarily all just direction, but just speed. Speed yeah, deer, yeah, yeah. deer need six to ten mile an hour winds to feel comfortable. I think. I think that's enough, enough wind speed that makes it consistent enough that deer feel comfortable walking into it. Yeah. You know, or getting up and, and moving a little bit early. Uh, it, yeah, it, it's funny you say that because I. That's the wind I'm looking for. You know what I mean? Like that that six to ten, eight to ten mile yep. an hour. It's it steady, you know, nothing. Yeah. I mean, if it covers gust, up a lot. It, if there's a gust, it's a gust. It does. Yeah. I've always felt that. Well, not always. I mean, mm-hmm. since I've matured as a hunter, I guess I felt like this gives them the confidence that they can play both the wind and the thermals. Yeah. And, um, but, uh, you know, around here, if it gets up into like the 20, 
I'm not seeing a whole lot of action. Like I'm not yeah. seeing a whole lot of movement in the 20 plus. Yeah. It uh, depends on the time of the day and all that kind of stuff. But if, yeah. it, if it's sustained 20 for, you know, 10, 12, 13, 14, even longer hours, I think they find shelter from, from that wind. They're going to go in low spots where they get blocked from it and, and, uh, are able to, to make a plan, you know, and, and make the move at one of their moving times, either in the morning or, or the evening yeah. to, to make sure they get back into a place that's, uh, safe from the wind a little bit. They get into low spots I, in my experience. Well, and then do you find when they are, if they are moving or when they are moving during that period, they're just on edge. It's like stress. I think, uh, yeah, I think they're on edge. But I think too, if they if they were if it was windy like that, when they would go into their bed in the morning, and they kind of made a plan for it, I I still think that they're wind based on where they're where they're bedding, mm. and they're in a low spot, and they're able to still see, you know what I mean, that first fifty sixty yards and feel comfortable. Most times, when a buck beds, uh, an older buck when they bed, they have a visual in their downwind position or whatever, and. Yeah. I, I still think that they feel comfortable moving uh, to wherever they could see and watch all day long. Yeah. I mean, if they're moving yeah. there, they feel there's some sort of mm-hmm. comfort there. You know what I mean? So. Yep. So at the end of the day, nobody drew back on anything. No. no uh, shots, Greg no stayed shots. down. Greg stayed down another, another two days. Actually, he stayed down until Tuesday after dark. And came home that, that, yep. Um, he had some good activity in a place I killed a buck a few years back. Um, actually across the road, but in the same field. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, system. Yeah. And, uh, he had, uh, I think he had like 18 deer in a field that night when he was sitting on the edge. Um, so yeah, it, uh, nothing big, but he had some bucks come in and a lot of does. And uh, he told me that that last night he texted me and said, I'm not shooting any does tonight. It's got to be buck or nothing tonight because, yeah. you know, he had to get back and get the trailer and all the other stuff, you know what I mean, to get get on the road. So yeah. it was going to be worth his, his time if, it was, if he was going to kill that night because he had to get home, you know what I mean? So Yeah. And, and, and yeah. Delaware and Delaware's not, you know, that cheap for out of state, in my, in my opinion. Yeah. Nah. Um, to do that, but I'm sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure he'll get down there again, though. Yeah, you buy the tag, you're going to go back down. I'm going yeah, back down. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got flies all around me here. I don't know what's going on. So, uh, what's what's the plan for 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 your your early season here, and mm-hmm. trying to figure out like your work schedule, like what's what's up? Well, I'm gonna yeah. So f- tomorrow morning, obviously, I'm not making it out. I got like I said, I got to work. Tomorrow morning, uh, <clears throat> tomorrow evening, I'll definitely be out. No matter if it's rain, shine, or whatever, I'll be out. Um, the wind stay where they're at. I got a couple of spots picked up, but I'm going to make it. I, you know, we got to shoot that dough first. And, yep. you know, sometimes it's easy to get that dough. Sometimes you get, get that dough to come right in the first day or two, and sometimes you don't. Um, I'm going to take every hunt in South Jersey as an adventure hunt. You know, it's all going to be... <clears throat> It's all going to be right paddling or long walk in kind of deal, even for those. So that's the way it's going to be. I'll probably be paddling in tomorrow night. That's interesting. So I was, I was thinking today, and I also want to bring this up because you mentioned that gravel road. The, um, 
I'm trying. I'm trying to decide. <laughs> Not that I haven't spent enough money over the last year for for hunting. Um, if I'd be better off purchasing an e-bike mm-hmm. or something for water access, and I wanted to ask you because you mentioned that gravel road. Do you think an e-bike would have helped you in that situation? I think it would have. I think that we could have. I probably could have used the e-bike in almost every hunt. Yeah. But um, to be honest with you, the the place we were hunting the evenings, the parking for the whole area was in the park, the area we parked. Now, could have took an e-bike back in, backside of the field, you know, around the edge of the field, you know, yeah, so where it's still public. The e-bike, and then yeah, could have could have definitely did that, but it wouldn't have changed where I had to park anyway. Right. You know what I mean? Where we had to park. So, so that's where I'm like, cause, cause I'm, I'm starting to eye some spots up. Like, man, it'd be really great to have, you know, water access here because then I could hunt tomorrow morning. You know what I mean? If I had water access, I would definitely be hunting tomorrow morning, but I don't. So, um, um, you know, we'll do, we'll do our thing at Rack Shack tomorrow and tomorrow morning, late morning. And then, uh, I'll go out in the afternoon. Yeah. But yeah, just the only, the only suggestion I make to you, especially when you're going on public is, um, don't be like everybody else. Try to hit it at a different angle because of the deer, especially the bucks are going to be bedding in areas. If there's one parking spot or, or whatnot, they're going to be monitoring the trail that everybody takes back in and they're going to get, they've already at this point now, everybody and their brothers either running a bait pile running a uh, trail camera back in those places, hanging a stand. If they have a stand back there, they've already been in there to clear lanes and all that kind of stuff. So the deer already at this point, even though it's opening tomorrow, the deer have already been feeling the pressure for a while now in most of the South Jersey areas where you can park. So, and the thing is, just kind of take that into perspective. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and so for the past, two weeks the spot that i'll probably hunt tomorrow afternoon mm-hmm. i haven't been dry well i can't say i have driven by like the last hour like just cruising back and forth from the road yeah but i've often more so have gone in the mornings to see if they're even going in in there mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's it's bean but then i'm thinking like the beans in this field <clears throat> you can't see them you you, you can't see them Okay. Well, then it's almost like a cornfield, but it's got better food. Yeah. So, so, um, my thought process for tomorrow night based on the wind is just to, it's basically a scouting mission to learn, learn, learn what the, learn what the deer are doing and, uh, try to get on some sign and and see what happens. And it's strictly doe hunting. I mean, I have have seen a, a good buck on here on that on that spot but on that area but you know well like you said tomorrow night take your time get in get in early take your time make sure the wind is in your favor the whole way um if you see a lot of tracks of guys that went in and out tomorrow morning and you're not going there till the evening take all that into consideration you know what i mean and then uh one of the things that I would do is don't have a set tree or point or anything like right. that, that, that right. you're, that you're 
die hard. That's where I'm going. Yep. Uh, float around, float around a little bit, take your time, get in early, take your time and read the sign. So it's more than likely we're going to get rain overnight. We're going to get rain in the morning. Um, so that's going to erase a lot of things. So if you see tracks tomorrow afternoon, it's more than likely going to be in between or you got to read a little bit. It might be tracks that are slightly washed or whatever. If they're fresh, fresh tracks, it's, you know, feed off of what time it rained and, and yeah. use that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, especially going back into cover, into bedding or whatever. So, Yeah. I mean, the access to the, to this particular spot isn't, isn't phenomenal. I mean, I'm, mm-hmm. I have to, I'll have to get creative and I got, and I have a plan for that. You um, take the long, long way in if you have to. Yep. 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 Big, big, J hook is what yep. is, is what I'm thinking here. But yeah. so, so my, my plan is, you know, if, if I, if I do, you know, over the weekend, take a doe. Now what? Because well, if you, know, you take the when, doe, you got some pictures and you, you know well, what's going yeah, on. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 And, 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 and I've, I've sent you a picture. Mm-hmm. I sent you and Greg a picture of, of one, on the farm that I normally hunt and I I'm pretty certain that anything before October 15th in that area is premature as far as me hunting it. Right. You know, what now repeat that. So premature, premature meaning, meaning if I were to go in and hunt that specific buck before October 15th, 15th, mid, mid October, Mm-hmm. It it would be, it'd be a risk, more of a risk. He's not regular. He's okay. not regular. He's not regular at all. At least on, you know, on, on that camera, on your camera. Right. And, yeah. And, um, last year where I saw and, and shot that one buck was like the 28th or 29th of October. Mm-hmm. So right. that, it, it, that, that seemed to be like the hot area. Now, that also comes with the fact that I was pressuring that not that specific area, but that farm. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? So yep. I'll have to, I have to put a, put a little bit of a plan together if, if, um, yeah. Well, I, you know, in a, in a place like that, you got some crops, right? Yep. And they're probably the good crops, right? For this year, this time of the year. This bean. You know what I mean? I, just from being on that property last year, um, I, if the rock, crop rotation is the way it normally is. It should be a good year for that. So don't miss the opportunity for that crop before it starts going the other way. So don't lose that opportunity. Um, I I would say, and if, you know, if you can monitor from a distance in the mornings, if you got the mornings, an hour in the morning, monitor a little bit. Mm -hmm. If you can't monitor it, um, if, you kind of read the the pressure in there. If the pressure is there's, you know, farmers and stuff like that, they're going around the edges of it. Then you do it the same thing. Even if it's not a hunt, yeah, just do yeah. a blow through and see what those tracks are telling you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Look for the tracks. So. And I'll, let, be, I'll, I'll have to get a sense. I'll have to get a sense for the other, the other folks that'll be hunting that piece too. But yeah, that'll be a plan. I mean, where the way I'm going into it right now is, maybe use the time up until we go to Michigan to get really familiar with public land. Mm-hmm. Um, the challenge is if I see a shooter buck on public land, 
because <laughs> well, that one, that one, I said, I, yeah, like that's a for me, that'd be a buck of a lifetime, man. No, he's a good buck. He's he's definitely a really good buck. Yep. For me, it would. So we'll see. I mean, we'll see what. Yeah. Happens. I'm not. Well, dude, but like you said, you got you always got to play it the way the cards are dealt yeah. to you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. The if you got other people are going to be hunting the the private piece that you can hunt. And you don't have any control over what they do. You can't work with them and say, "Hey, let's stay out of there until this time or whatever." You have no idea, so don't. Yeah, you know, you can't. That, that's not necessarily a chip that's in your pocket. You know what I mean? You don't know yeah. that. So, yeah. if you yeah. get into a if you get into a public piece and there's nobody else pressuring that buck, and you see a nice buck, and he's even remotely close to the one that you that you yeah. got a picture of, then hey. Go after that buck. Don't ever walk away from a good buck to go because yeah, you right. think you got another one. Cause you don't know that that other one could get hit by a car and somebody could just throw it in the back of their truck. That's you know what I mean? Like, and you never know that you're not even hunting them. You know what I mean? Like, that's a good point. I you know, I'm just, I'm, I really just think I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be very, very cautious about me personally putting any pressure on that farm. Cause we've talked yeah. a lot about that. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I said, last year I was hunting a buck. That was uh, <clears throat> that I w- was staying in his area, and I was watching tracks in there, and I got on a, a totally different buck's tracks in the area, and it lit up the way that buck had been lighting that area up. Had no idea, and you know, yeah, that buck was laying there dead, and it had velvet on it. He died in the HD before the season even probably opened. You know what I mean? And here I was putting a lot of time in there, and that buck that I was hunting was dead. You know what I mean? So yeah. Yeah. Don't chase ghosts. You don't know. Right. Good point. Good point. Very good. And the story is much more epic if you do it on public land than it is on private land. I just got to yep. tell you. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. I agree. But yeah. it's going to be an epic story. If if I take, if I end up taking that bug, it's going to be an epic story regardless. Yeah. Um, but you're right. If it was public land. Yeah. It'd be better. <laughs> yep. It'd be better. So, like I said, get get to know and use that use that time. If if you think you got to wait until mid October or we get back from Michigan or whatever, if you think you got to do that, then yo, pound that public land. Learn learn that public those public pieces that you yeah. you got a little bit of idea what's going on. Going there, and, you know, to me, going in with the stuff on your back and hunting mobile is the best scouting that you could do because now you're, you're putting in your logbook every day. Like, no, this is literally what the deer are doing this. Year. You know what I mean? Like during the yep. season, like you're trying in the wintertime, you're trying to to backtrack it and say, Oh, well, those are October rubs. And that's an October scrape. And that's a rut. You know what I mean? A rut time and this and that, but you're really kind of guessing on a lot of that stuff. Yep. You know what I mean? It's two month yep. old, two month old, three month old uh, information. You're trying to put it together. You know what I mean? Like, the, the the scouting that you do on your way in to go kill deer that day is the best information you can have, but you got to preserve that information and put a timestamp on it. And you're in something, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like what that winter, winter or postseason scouting, early spring, whatever, late winter is giving you a point of reference to find that, to, yes. to, to, to narrow in that zone. And then that in season, okay, this, this is my, however big area. I'm going in with everything on my back. I'm going to find something fresh or, or I'm going to go in this area and I can be safe and I can observe 
I mean, there's different strategies, right? But mm-hmm. I agree with you a hundred percent that, uh, if you're going hunting on any particular day, having the ability to scout a specific area is going to put more things in your favor than, you know, oh, well, I have this stand here. It's produced for five years, so I'm yep. going to sit here. Yep. And the thing is, like, if, if, if you're going and you're kind of maybe stage hunting a little bit because you don't know the information, you know, you don't know what's going on. You're just going to the next freshest sign every time. You're going to find when you spend time on a a ridge or a, 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 an old flat, you know, it's got acorns. You're going to find like you look up in the tree and there's acorns all, up there all over and there's only a couple falling during your hunt. And then all of a sudden the next week, boom, those it's raining under that tree. Open you know what up. I mean? Like, yeah. and, okay, now I got to get back to that tree that is raining. I can hear back where I was hunting, you know, last Saturday. It's a, alive over there there's squirrels all over there squirrels are up in there knocking stuff down and man there was more tracks over that way today i gotta get back there you know what i mean even though you kind of scented it up a little bit take your chance you know what i mean like you got to stay where the food's at you know what i mean so well that's the that's the one thing i learned last year so so um the buck that i videoed i figured he moved um 80 yards so I went in after, after I got my doe and I was able to shoot a buck, I went in 60 figuring, okay, if he moves, I'm, I'm going to get 20 yards. I, I, I'll be good. And that last light, if he's like 35, uh, no, no shot. But I learned from that is like, okay. So I, I wasn't far off. Like mm-hmm. he, that deer smelled, smelled where I was. He's like, okay, somebody's hunting me. John's hunting me again, you know, right. so I'm, I'm just going to move off here 90 yards, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and I think the, the takeaway is, is that they don't, if, if they like a particular area, they will not blow out of that area. You just, you're just almost like pushing them down into a confined area. And that's, I'm still, still very certain that that is the buck that I ended up shooting, not finding late mm-hmm. October. Yeah, and, and it's like pushed down into a specific area, very small. Yep. But area. don't don't think for a second that you can hunt that deer this year the same way you hunted no. him last year, no. because it, now no. he's on to this is the way this guy stage hunts this property. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. guess what? I smelt him over there. Guess what? The next place he comes is right here. That's, you know what that, I mean? That, Stay, and he, then he's, he's one step yeah. ahead of you all the time. You know what I mean? That, well, that goes back to what I said, like. I'm wait. I want to, that's what makes me want to wait till 10. Okay. Yeah. Then it's but, smart. But, it's no, smart I mean, play it by ear, but yeah. 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 yeah but but no, no, the I, thing I about it for me you. is if I got a, bu- if, if I got a doe, I earned my buck tag, I got a buck tag. Uh, I'm not, well, I'm not hunting, you know, a certain amount of acres and that's all I can hunt yeah, either. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I can float all over the place, but yeah, yeah, if yeah. I get on a buck and I know he's in there, dude, I'm going in there until I know for a fact he's either dead all right, or he's not, you know what I mean? Like that's just the way I'm going to, I'm taking it much more aggressive from, right. from the rest of my life. You know what I mean? That's yeah. the way it's going to be. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what we'll see. Uh, yeah. How the cars lay out. I mean, I mean, I got to get it do first. So yeah, I'll, I'll give you me and Greg both give you credit for um, being able to hunt the property you hunt as much as you do and not really hunting many other properties and 
being able to get the opportunities that you've gotten in there the last few years. Like, yeah, I appreciate that. You know what I mean? Like I would have probably blown the place out. You know what I mean? Like, and had a lot, very little, little bit of confidence in the place. You know what I mean? As far as close, close the deal, Lord help yeah. me. Well, you're getting the shots, man. It'll come. It'll come. It'll come. Yeah. 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 No, I appreciate. Imagine that. what what it's going to be like when you get a trad bow and you can just stick it right in the middle. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's all instinct, and you're not looking through little right. holes and painting these glowy things on the end. You know what I mean? And worried <laughs> about your bubbles. That was your post the other week. Yeah. Like for yeah. those that that that, that want to get rid of the training wheels, I was like, oh my yeah. gosh, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> That yeah. was good, Todd. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, what else were we going to talk about, man? We're, we're no, let's, let's, let's go or, or you know, the, Yeah, the thing, the thing for me, like, okay, so one of the good things about going down for a three day hunt early in the season like that before we get rocking here is if you made any gear changes or you made any changes to to your gear, um, you get to you get a three day trial, you get six hunts or five hunts or whatever of running through your gear. And now my gear is going to be much more tweaked tomorrow than it would have been than it was last Friday morning. So there's there's a lot of things. So why don't we go down our gear list and we talk about what we use. I'm going to be, I've been thinking about this all afternoon. I'm going to be pretty frank about my gear list, why I selected it. And um and that that kind of thing so well go ahead why why don't we okay so my my gear list my gear list is a latitude method two uh two panel saddle i love the saddle i love it a lot um it's good solid stuff it's it's made in the usa it's made in michigan um michigan-based company i love latitude stuff um I really haven't got my hands. I mean, I spent some time with Greg's production sticks. They finally, you know, he, he's got a set of the ones that came out, not just the show ones that they had in, in, yeah. uh, in the winter. They made some tweaks to them before they actually hit the, the had some good, good tweaks. Um, that they're good sticks. I don't have a set of those sticks. Um, right. you know what I mean? So, um, I do not have latitude sticks. Um, if I get a set, that'll be great. I'll run through them and I'll give people an honest opinion of them, but I'm still running my B sticks. And for me, the sticks that I've ran, the sticks that I've had my hands on, um, they're number one right now. Um, you, you love them. the latitude sticks may be good. I haven't been able to hunt with them. You know what I mean? Right. There's yeah. some of the other sticks I've had in my hands on some of the other ones I've used over the years. Um, I can give honest opinions on them. There's some good stuff some of the sticks that I've had my hands on and the other people use, I can tell you, I would never even take them into the woods. Some of them I would never even take into the woods. I don't need to have time behind them. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. They're, they're, they wouldn't be good for me. Uh, these sticks are good, solid sticks. They're still, um, like I said, they're still number one. There's, mm-hmm. there's nothing out there. Um, I think there's three sticks that are top tier. I think they're B sticks. I think they're the the C ones from Timber Ninja. I think they're them and those latitudes. I think when I get my hands on them and I actually get to use them a tree, I would say they're probably right up there. All the other sticks are second tier to me. So, so are the B are the B sticks? Um, they're not carbon, are they? No, they're all aluminum. All yep. aluminum. Okay, all aluminum. Yep. All right. Steel hardware. 
hardened steel, uh, grade eight hardware, but um, everything else is aluminum. All right. So let's just stop there. So you talk about saddle and sticks. The only difference mm-hmm. between us and I agree with everything that you said um, after being in, in uh, the tethered, tethered original saddle. What, what was that called? The Manus. The Manus. We, we Manus, both had yeah. that. I think we were both running yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, you, you were on that. And then yep. switching over to the method to it was um, very noticeable, positive differences in that. I, I mean, the first night, uh, I ran. I was like, "Oh crap!" Like just walking out. Mm-hmm. Um, h- hands down, in my opinion, the best. I'm running the scale tour from te- the scale tour um, sticks from Tethered, who, and I've gone through probably four different climbing methods, five, di- four or five different climbing methods, and I just keep coming back to this one. And mm-hmm. I, ha- I haven't I haven't ran the B sticks or anything like that, but for what I've gone through, and this is strap on steps, this is different different sticks, this is one sticking, uh, all that stuff. Like this is um, what I found to be the best that works for me, and uh, the way they stick to the tree, the foot space that they have for, for you to climb on, and everything beautiful. But when I did go to um, the PA show and stood on the latitude steps. I felt just as comfortable on them. And um, I think the main difference in there would probably be weight. And um, not that I make a lot of noise climbing, but the material, I mean, carbon versus not carbon. There's a difference in noise. Uh, Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, that's that's why I'm I'm running that. I run two to th- two to three sticks with um, eighters, two step eighters on on each step, mm-hmm. and uh, that's what I'll be doing this year. Yeah. So let's t- let's quickly talk about um, attachment systems. Okay. For for sticks. Okay. So I've been running the the um, Amsteel guy. I think they're USA's or beast USAs, whatever they're, they're called. So they're basically a Prusik with another small uh, loop on there as well. So to me, those things were the cat's meow last year when I had them, when I got them. As the season went on, I, I don't know if I, I thought it was the cold or something like that. Um, so the Prusik style 516s, uh, am steel ropes that you you put the loop on your versa button and you pull it tight um they're great and i i've told other people this too so i'm i don't feel uh, i feel like i can be honest with this i thought they were the cat's meow i do like them still okay uh, however I think they should be, if you want to use them optimally, I think you should find a sale in the summertime and replace every one of them on your sticks every year. If that's the style you're going to use. And this is why, why I say that. Amsteel, I was telling Greg this the other night. Amsteel to me, I think, first of all, it's a good selling point. Amsteel is a really, really good selling point. It's really super strong. But I think, I think for Prusix, there's things that are, there's gotta be things that are better out there. 
I mean, even if we look back at our old hunter safety with the proofs, like the ropes that we used for our hunter safety harnesses back in those days, the ropes, whatever ropes they were using, they were bigger. They're probably like nine millimeter Prusik stuff. It was bigger and a little bit heavier and stuff like that. It wasn't nice small am steel. Am steel to me is great when it's new. It's great um, when you're using a Prusik and it's new and the edges are nice and sharp on your ropes. As the season goes on, am steel flattens out and there's too much friction. It bites too well as it starts to flatten out, in my opinion. And what, so if you take a rope that's round like this, yeah. some rope that has that good wear uh, quality outer edge or outer covering or whatever you use, they're made to wear and they they hold their shape. Yep. Am steel, as it wears down, it starts to flatten out. So instead of having that nice sharp edge, the the the, the high edge on your your Prusik, it starts to flatten out, and now. What happens is it doesn't want to break to loosen and it yeah. and even to tighten it, there's too much friction there and it it's too hard to get it to pull tight again. So I think it there it's awesome when it's new, but when it, it needs to be replaced every year, or at least the Prusiks need to be replaced every year when you're talking about that style. Yeah. That style. And yeah. I'm gonna be honest here too, even with latitudes belts, the belt that we use, the rope belt. It's on the, the, the method too. That actually starts to do it after a while too. Yeah. That I, gets harder so, to break. It gets harder to loosen. It gets harder to tighten it um, as it gets older. So, and for those of you watching, like I'm, I'm looking, cause I had, I had a, an Amsteel rope. Mm -hmm. I, I just had it earlier today and I was going to show you exactly what you were talking about, how it flattens out. But yes, for, <clears throat> I would, I would never consider using a Prusik to tie off um, a step. I just, I'm, I'm not a big fan of Prusiks. However, though, I do run a Prusik backup for my tether. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the, the other, the other part that you said too was, well, what I'm telling you though is hold on. What I'm telling you is it grabs too hard. It grabs too hard. <laughs> there's too much grab as it gets yeah. older. Which so there's sense to use it as a backup for a backup. Yes. But it's not going to slip. If that's what you're thinking, that, you no, the proof is going to slip on your sticks, using them as a stick. So I don't, I'm, I won't ever use Prusiks on steps. Okay. I won't. I won't. Okay. I, I no. I mean, so, so the sticks that I have, um, I don't even know what you would call it. Just, it's it's kind of like an anchor. You just run. You just it's a loop. You run yes. it around and you, and mm -hmm. you run it run it through that way, yep. and and it's fine. Everything grabs and and all that. Yes, um, I love that about it. I I just like it because I don't know, man. Like the Pru Prusik knots for me just seem to be a pain in my butt. Yeah, so what what I'm doing this year instead of replacing them, I'm not going to replace them at this point. I'm in the season. I could probably so, order. So you're running those on your B sticks now. I'm still running them on my B sticks. So one of the things I'm doing to counteract it being such a pain in the butt to set and loosen is when I come down the tree, 
I break the crap out of it. You, you know what I mean? I break that Prusik up stress it really out. big time. You know what I mean? Before I stow it for the next hunt. So it's nice and loose. You know what I mean? I shorten it up. So I make it so it's for like a small, tr- I shorten it up like a foot from the, from the versa gotcha. button. You, you know what I mean? So it's ready. Gotcha. I can slide it over to where I got to go and pull it. And then it locks in pretty good, but it takes prep time on the way down that night. You, yeah. you know what I mean? To, to get it prepared for the next morning or the next hunt. So they still work really, really good. However, if I can't, if it, I, I don't, if I can't put it on the Prusik or on the Versa button and pull it tight w- with one good strong push, and I got to pull, 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 pull to get it to yeah. go, yeah. it's not as convenient as you think. So yeah. when it comes down to attachment methods, not attachments, but att- attachment methods, the latitude sticks, and the tether sticks got it going on when they are not, you know what I mean? You don't have to use all that stuff with, with the, with the tethered stuff. And with, uh, now with the, the, the speed series carbon yeah. sticks, they have it going on there. You know what I mean? As far as that's concerned. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Agree. Agree. Yep. They I come will. with a premium attachment method tethered, and uh latitude come with a premium like the most perfect today as as we speak today something tomorrow is going to probably come out it's going to blow it all apart you know what i mean and be the new standard that's just the way this this industry is that we're in right now but uh but as of right now the latitude and the tethers got it going on as far as factory attachment methods right now yeah yeah and 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 this is somebody that, you know, I guess this is going to be my fourth or fifth year. I can't, I can't keep track. That started with single steps. I'm not going to say who or whatever, because I can't really remember the manufacturer or whatever, but with buckles, like just get rid of your buckles. There's so many, like, do you know what I mean? Like the, the press buckle. But I think when it comes to platforms, that's like, yeah, I'm not changing that, that for my platform. That, it's going to be neither. a buckle. Me neither. Yep. It's it's a buckle. It's a buckle. Because it does not slip. There's no slippage. There's nothing. You cam that thing down and it's tight. Agree. It's where, tight. Where, um, where where on a where on a step like you're it's still it's still safe and secure. Mm-hmm. It's just um you know, the the bite's a little bit different in the fact that yep. you know if, if you can take if it, when it comes to a cam buckle if you can take the extra weight and the extra, like what it takes to, to um, stow it and all that kind of stuff and the possible noise it can have, and you can silence it down. Good. There really isn't a whole lot. That's going to be as strong as that. When you can buckle that thing on, you know, there's a reason why, but why uh, Dan Infold still puts them on the B sticks, you know what I mean? And he still uses them because in his mind, it is the best attachment. And, the, the the thing that I don't like about it is, man, when you're when you're going to break it down at night, if you're in an area that was great, or you got deer that are in earshot, those things can you gotta pop them. You know what I mean? You gotta pop that thing. There's a snap, yeah, to, to get them yeah. to release, and um, I mean, it's just and the always, end of, always risk about it bumping against the stick itself. Yep, I mean, all, exactly. Even all even with the in. yep, even with all the silencing materials and all that stuff, I've. I've done everything. I've, I've used those cam buckles for probably almost 20 years now on lone wolf stuff and, and everything, you know what I mean? Um, and yeah, I've done 
rubber inner tubes. I've done hockey tape. I've done the stealth strip. Yeah. Buckle, uh, silencing. I've done it all. So, but, so the, the beat, are you saying the B sticks come standard with, with a buckle strap? Yes. Yep. Cause Dan Infault believes that's the best thing that's out there. And for, from a liability point of view, it's been proven for 20 years. So for insurance purposes, for him, it's probably the best, best thing that he can put on his sticks. You know what I mean? Without not giving you an attachment system and now you got to go buy one, you know? Uh, so uh, I'm, I'm not one to argue with Dan Infault. So no. what's next? What do you, what do you, uh, so platform wise, I'm using, um, what I want. Nobody gives me nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I have a lone wolf custom gear, uh, ambush, which is the biggest one that they make. And I really, really dig it. Um, I like it a lot. I think that, um, the leveling on it, the, the size and the way that it locks in, I don't think there's a whole lot of, and the machining now on their second generation ones is, it is top notch. Um, it's a leveling, leaves some room to be desired. It can, if I'm on a, if I'm on a perfectly straight tree, I can get it level. If I'm on a tree that's got a couple of degrees like this, I'm going to be sitting up like that. So, so let me ask you. So, uh, well, I can't get the level on anything. I like a tree that's a couple of degrees off. Yeah. And get on, you know what I mean? And get on that side. So now I can really stand up and take advantage of the platform. However, the platform with just a couple of degrees, it doesn't love it. There's not enough leveling on there to, to get it to, uh, to, to sit flat with a couple of degree pitch. Okay. So that's it. I, so, I was going back with Andre about it this week. Okay. Where are you good? Because I was going to say Andre should give you some money because I just got one of those. Oh, you I did was, get one. I, I, yeah, I did. And, and, the reason why I did is because when we were talking, you mentioned um, it, because of the size of it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I always, I, and I had the um, the 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 tethered um, um, predator. Yeah, predator platform, the small one. And I always felt like if I wanted to move, I had to like very carefully yes. just like tiptoe. Yeah. There's no tiptoeing. So, no, in this one, John, man, there's no. It was like, it, it, it was. This is the thing. That we've got into this day, thing. Man. This industry, this freaking saddle hunting industry, has got you into. That was the freaking. Uh, the way that it was. That predator was the way that it was. And the yeah. reason why it was is because it was a cast piece of equipment and it was heavy because it was cast and they were trying to make it as light as they could. So they made it small. That's the only thing I can think of why we got an 11 by 12 platform. And that's the standard that everybody tries to build off. I don't understand it. Like if you honestly take, if you honestly take, and that's your standard for the mobile hunting game and the saddle hunting game, then there's no advantage of being a saddle hunter. If you got to, if you have every move you make, and if John, me and you have talked about this a million freaking times. If yep. every move you make, you have to shift like this on a platform to get turned around. You're not, there's no advantage to that. You've moved 17 more m- movements than you would have in, in just our small tree stand. You know what I mean? There's no advantage to that. So to have yeah. a good platform that you can literally stand on like a small tree stand. Yep. You know what I mean? That's like a turn, pound. Yes. A you can pound turn and a quarter. degrees. 
Yes, maybe a pound and a quarter penalty compared to the 12 inch by 11 inch one that is standard in this industry. You know, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't it's even think it's way worse the pound. But even, you know what I mean? yeah, absolutely. Like I, like I said, I, I've been messing with it in the backyard. Now, the big difference is um, camming it down <laughs> snug is a little bit different. It's different. So, so I had to go through some wraps just to like, okay, this yep. is, what I, this is so I'm the, do, the t- do, do it in the tree. So there's two companies that I know of. I have not got my hands on a um, on a, any Timber Ninja platforms. Never, I've never put my hands on one. So I don't know how their machining is and, and all that kind of stuff, and, and you know exactly how tight their tolerances is. The the Latitude platforms and the Lone Wolf Custom Gear platforms, the second generation ones, the ones where they're, they've really tightened up their tolerances on the Lone Wolf stuff. Well, that'll um, probably be the one that I have. It's tight. Their equipment, the tolerances are very, very tight, which is good because I don't want a, a predator platform that's bang, 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 bang. You know, and you can lock it down and still find a way because the tolerances are so crappy that it's loose and rattly. And you know what I mean? Like, I don't want that. I don't want that. I did, I did put a little bit of oil on the, on the, to try to loosen it up a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit because that, yeah, like, I, I did not. I, I did not. I'm fine with it. I just, you know, I'm getting used to, you know, what where I got to set it and all that kind of stuff. Like maybe 45 degrees while I'm setting the strap and getting it yeah, up a little yeah. bit and then cam it down. Yeah. It, it, it takes a little bit of strength to be able to, to pull it down. And normally I get it to where I cam it to where it bites good. And then I, I get up with my lineman's belt, my uh, tether, and I stand on it and actually stand on it to get it to last yeah, yeah. a couple of degrees to get it to cam all the way down yeah, yeah you know what i mean but i like to like i said be tethered in before i do that because it's not locked in but it was uh i mean i think like like anything it's it's different in a, in a number of ways the biggest difference is like the one thing i would say it's a little bit um a little bit more difficult to ensure that it's tight to the tree, but that's probably because of inexperience. I just haven't used it. I mean, yes, you'll like, get it. There, and when there, you do there get were it, a number of hunts where I was in the tether, uh, uh, platform where, where I'm standing on, I'm like, holy crap. Like this thing's like not even connected to the tree, which is how yes. it felt. I mean, I yeah, you're, you're all that, but your top bracket, your is yeah. pulled away a half of an inch yeah, from the yeah, tree. Yeah. Once yeah, you're yeah, in yeah. it and rock it a little bit, you yeah. won't get that. Once you figure out how to, to lock yeah. in that, that well, long, I, I, did, I didn't get that with get the other one, but the main difference is like it's freedom. Mm-hmm. It's pure freedom. Being able yes. to move in any direction that you want. You loosen up, look, you yes. loosen up your tether. You're turning weak side. Your like movement in a regular stand. Your movement now is standing vertical. And yep. pivoting around like this. Absolutely. It's not Absolutely. all the rocking and all the stuff that you have to do to get in position and the this and that and everything to get in position for a shot. However, it, you're however, literally standing on a small I will, platform. I will say this. I am still going to use my makeshift ring of steps to get around to that backside shot. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. That's good for you. You can't do it because you ring steps to, are you, you completely have to your, your long bow and all that crap. But yeah. Like ring steps are completely a, a, a perfectly vertical bow guy. Thing. Exactly. You know what yeah, I mean? you, like, you, no. You can't, like, you and again, again, there's no smooth movements. There's no smooth movements on a ring of steps to get around the backside of the tree. 
We can we can lie to each other. We can say all those kind of things. Again, no, I'm a 53 you, you, year old man. I'm not a 26 year old man anymore. You had the tree hiding you. You had the tree hiding you. You don't agree yeah, with that. But you still got to make the movements to get around the tree. And you're still doing the rock and bullshit <laughs> back and forth to get around the tree. You're moving. You know you what I mean? Like, if you're listening to this, you guys got to watch this video because Todd's like literally dancing right now. Yes, it is. That's what it is. It's a dance. Like we, <laughs> I love saddle hunting. I love the versatility of it and all that stuff, but I've never been busted more in the last five years than in the first 35 years, 36 years of my life in the movement. Now we're getting somewhere. Yes. Well, dude, I mean, you've had this talk a hundred freaking times. We have, you know what I mean? We have. When the rut comes. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't give a crap if anybody ever sponsors, buys us this or that or our, our thing in the rut. You people hunter is going to be sitting in a small tree stand because there's no better way to there's there, there. Yes. You're taking a huge hit on weight. You are. However, if you're going to be sitting up there for a while, there's nothing more comfortable and there's nothing more, less movement than a tree stand. I'm just going to tell you, if people don't come to saddle hunting, but they still are in a nice mobile tree stand, doesn't hurt my feelings. And I, 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 I can't ever hold that against them because. Yeah, I can't, I can't say just because say, we've moved along. I, I, move, I doesn't, move a, doesn't mean we I move better. a lot regardless, dude. I just, I'm, I'm all, I'm, I'm that guy that's always shaking his knee at the dinner table, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. I'm always that. I'm yes. just, I just move. I just move. Dude. And Think about it like this. You can't even get your phone out of your pocket in, in a saddle, in a saddle without making a, a crap ton of movement in a tree stand. You put it in your, your side pouch and it's just, it, it's just right there. You know what I mean? Like you just reach over here. You're still inside of your body to get it. Like the, with a saddle, it's all in your front of your pockets and you're digging through your friggin' saddle. to get. It. <laughs> now, if you remember, We're I did the same to- thing last year. When I came out of a, a a ninety degree hunt, where everything is sticking to me and everything else, last year we, you and I had the same conversation. When I came back from Delaware, same exact conversation. We were using a different brand then, yeah. and I was saying, "Dude, it's not comfortable. They're they're not comfortable. People are lying to you." Then we got the the, the method twos, and they're they're a little more comfortable. Saddle saddles are not as comfortable. As a tree stand, I'm, I'm just telling you, it's not. And I can shoot all the same distance with a tree stand. Okay. We never really leaned out away from trees with tree stands because we didn't, because we had hunter safety harnesses. You know what I mean? It goes over your back. So yeah, we didn't yeah. know about leaning. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right now I'm at the point where I got six hunts in. And I'm still building up my saddle muscles right now. I'm, I'm still trying to get like, comfortable with the saddle. Like you're still on the fence after how many years of saddle hunting? Like, yeah, you don't, you don't I, know if it's if like, a, if a guy told me no, I'm staying with my tree stand, and he, you know, I would say, well, you should try a saddle. You should try my saddle. Why don't you take my extra saddle, another one of my saddles, and try it? At least try it. You know what I mean? Give it a shot. Maybe it doesn't work for you. Maybe it does. But if a guy said, no, I'm sticking to what's comfortable for me and what I like, I, you can't hold that against the guy. No, you, you can't. can't. But I, yeah. I, I, I will honestly say, like, I'm in, I can say that I can see where you're coming from. 
but just based on my encounters, uh, opportunities, whatever you want to call it, I the only I will never go away from a, a saddle. However, and we've had this conversation in the very late season when it's freezing, wearing you know, I'd rather go away from a saddle to put on my IWAM suit that I got and sit in a lock on stand. And that's my, that's my late winter freezing below, well below freezing to zero degree temperatures. And that's strictly because one, I don't want to like, I guess I could figure out a way to, and there are ways. I mean, there's plenty of YouTube, YouTube videos on there, but with that being said, with that being said, yep. If you're a 25-year-old man, you've been married a year, and you have an infinite home, and you're still at the lower end of the pay scale because you're breaking into an industry, and you got formula you got to pay for, and you got to do all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. right? And your wife is giving you the A-OK to go and get yourself a setup. Mm-hmm. One setup. What are you going to go with then? Um, budget is a thing because uh, some of our listeners are younger guys and they probably have a budget. I have a budget too. You know what I mean? Like, well, I mean, I think we all have, I have we, to, all, we all have a budget. Yeah. I, and I think, yeah. I think they're on both sides of the spectrum, whether you're talking about a, a mobile quote unquote lock on or, or, or a saddle. I think there's budgets that will fit both of them. And mm-hmm. I would still, I would still be on the side of a saddle. I would okay. still be on that side. That's, that's cool. and, and 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 the only reason, and and that could strictly be be due to the fact that um, saddle hunting was my first introduction to being a mobile hunter. Okay, do you know what I'm saying? Mine like, wasn't. I, yeah. I never, I never had that experience of of carrying uh, um, a. a Nothing other than a saddle, a saddle, mm-hmm. um, to be mobile. So okay. maybe I'm. Yeah, no, I, I've way. I've done it in so being mobile in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. You know, over the years, and uh, a lot of different ways. Um, I've killed way more deer out of tree stands than I have. Obviously, after the amount of years I hunted out of tree stands compared to saddles, killed a lot more. Yeah. And, uh, when I, to be honest, when I have a deer at 15 yards, if I'm in a tree stand, I don't even feel like they can see me. Then go, then, then why not do a, tr- like test it, do a tree stand yeah. this year? Um, well, I have one. There'll be uh, one going uh, to Michigan with us. <laughs> you, can, <laughs> I can, you can believe that. You know what I mean? But yeah. You know. I, th- I think at the end of the day, it's like, what, what gives you the most, most confidence? Um, cutting, my- cutting the weight off and, and not having the weight on your back. It's a big thing, though. Yeah. It, it's a big thing. It really is. You know what I mean? Like, I got my saddle system very efficient, very yeah. streamlined, what I need. You know what I mean? Like, but, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm always on the fence, and I'm, you know what I mean? Like, especially when we get going on the, the beginning where you're still building your your muscles. You know what I mean? Like, you, oh, you got to oh. go through 10 hunts, 10 hunts or something like that with a – a saddle before you start 
like it starts to feel comfortable again and stuff. So I did a bunch of different comfort things when I got back from Delaware. I've been out in, out in the, the the hunt lab out here, just going through stuff, things that were squeaking a little bit, and things that were rubber, things that were rubbing on this and rubbing on that. I've been stealth stripping and I uh, took my knee, my knee pad that I did last year and wrapped it in, in, um, in wool and because I needed to quiet it down and I added, you know, two inches of foam in there and re-sewed it back up because it wasn't, it wasn't thick enough to really protect my knees, you know, from the tree. Yeah, it wasn't so, comfortable. So wait, so you're, so when we were at Etar, you, you were having like a pretty serious knee issue. Oh yeah. Big time. Did you, yep. did, you, did you get a shot or get it drained or I got a shot. I got a shot. Yeah. Um, it worked pretty good. Then it started to come back a little bit. And then dude, when I went down Delaware, it was tingling a little bit. I took one ibuprofen the first night. Yeah. And my knee has been feeling great lately. Oh, it's okay, been good. really feeling good. It's it's almost back to normal. Every once in a while, I'll just get a little twinge down there where I can remember that my knee, there's something going on with my knee. So it is, it's been feeling good. My shoulder's been feeling good. I'm healthy right now. You know what I mean? Uh, going into the season, I'm healthy. So, so when you talk about like working out the kinks, it's more or less like um, the <clears> – <throat> The, the noise that you didn't anticipate that would be coming from your equipment. Yep. Yep. In, in the quiet night when you're setting up or taking down or yep. whatever. Okay. When that wind is down below two, two yeah. or three miles an hour. And, yeah. Yeah. you know, this little rubber, the, the, the covers on your, your eyewear, that rubber cover that you keep on there so your lenses don't get full of yeah. dirt yeah. and stuff yeah. like yeah. that. That thing yeah. rubbing against this or that. I've, I've been going yeah. through all that stuff, all the things I made notes of. That are you know what I mean are uh, are rubbing and making noise and little kind of noise. I've been stealth stripping everything. All right. So yeah. All right, we got to take a break for a sec. No, you got it. I got to get a beer. Yep. All right, so now we're back. I um on our on our quick break, I got to thinking like the times I've been busted in a saddle mm-hmm. have most most often been from deer approaching from behind me. <laughs> Perfect. Yep. So how is that any different than if you're in if you're not in a saddle? Well, I think when you're in a tree stand, all that stuff that's behind you is in front of you for one. No, there's still gonna be deer that come up from behind you. You're just yeah, but a different way. I, I, for whatever reason, in a saddle, I I don't really generally turn around a whole lot in a saddle. I don't, I don't know why that is, but for whatever reason, I didn't have a lot of deer that came over the year decades of hunting out of a tree stand. I didn't have a lot of deer that snuck in on me from behind the tree. I don't know why that is. Okay. First of all, I think it's a smaller degree of of uh places you don't look for whatever reason it is i think i think maybe the difference might be that is that if you're not in a saddle something comes behind you you're protected from the tree a little bit could be could be a little bit okay all right could be all right yeah interesting like i uh i enjoyed I, i enjoy this little back and forth because I, I mean, it's not like this is the first time we've talked about it. We've talked mm. about it. We've talked about it often. And I can say, I can say when I, every time I set up, I set up 
with the anticipation of a deer uh, of deer coming from a specific area. Yep. Um, it doesn't always work out that way. And mm-hmm. when I set up, I'm setting up with the mindset that I can use the tree as cover. Do you know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. um, I've, I, I have very limited, I maybe have three to five hunts using a lock on stand in in late winter. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, very different just because it's new. Um, it's comfortable because I have, I have bad knees. I have screws coming out of my one knee from surgery years ago. So when I'm leaning, I wear knee pads and I use a cushion mm-hmm. um, in, in the saddle. Cause I'm more of a kneeler than like a leaner um, or a stander or whatever you want to call it. But I don't know. I, I, I just think just based on my experience of being a mobile hunter, and with that experience first starting out in a saddle, um, I'll never go back. I like my MO is to be able to hunt, hunt from a saddle as long as possible. Um, and hopefully like become a badass ground hunter. <laughs> I have no desire to hunt off the ground <laughs> until days? God, until God decides that I have to hunt off the ground. That's when I will. I, <laughs> There's so much more. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get away with up in a tree. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I do. I, I just, you know me. I'm not gonna sit there and play a game. If, if something's not what is cracked up to be, I'm gonna say it. You know, you know what I mean? And uh, no, I, I, yeah. Uh, out of all of our friends, it. I was the first person that ever bought a saddle. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that, yeah. talk to other people and to get them, and it, you know what I mean? Like so. Out of all the people, I thought this that saddle was going to be the best. And uh, dude, I've had some pretty good success. However, my success rate has really dropped since I've been not of a saddle compared to a tree stand. Um, I think setting up it can be you can be much quieter with it with a saddle. I think that platform getting set up and the movement that it takes to put a tree stand compared to a saddle uh, a platform. Yeah, yeah. It, I think the the setup is smoother and quieter. Um, so- so, Obviously, so, carrying it. Go ahead. Go ahead. No good. So, 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 is that like? Are you are you changing up some some plans? I mean, do we need to talk about this? Or no, like, I'll, I'll be hunting with saddle this year for for a lot of it. But I'm gonna the, 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 there's gonna be some times when the tree stand comes out. Just like, like last year, I popped it out a couple of times. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. I do like the idea. Like you mentioned, bring bring a lock on. In, uh, to Michigan, and I and I had every um, anticipation of bringing mine, specifically mm-hmm. specifically just to have like set it as there. I can go back to this spot, and I'll still use my sticks. I'll get up in it, and I'm good to go. You know, like mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Just just for that convenience as- aspect of of, of things. Um, and I was actually even thinking about bringing the small predator platform like for another spot just a quick quick kind of thing because you know i mean six what do we have five days i, don't know, I can't remember what we have yeah, we'll have five evening hunts yeah yeah five five, five days five days um yeah. you know to get something done like to have to have something if you anticipate an area to where you have a good opportunity 
and say you go you go in the morning and you just believe in that spot and you have your lock on stand there or your extra predator platform there Mm -hmm. just do it and then you know i don't know i don't know that's it's good to have options i guess it is but yeah i mean pretty much my my setup outside of like self-filming and everything is uh, I'm I'm taking pretty much outside the sticks uh, from you. I mean, with with the uh, the trophy line, I think is what we what what uh you talked me into that you had. Oh, you got a plateau pack. Yeah, I did. Yeah. And, and, and did you, did you keep yep. the waist belt and everything on it? Or did you, I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I yeah. trimmed, I trimmed off a lot of the straps and everything, and it and it fits mm-hmm. fine. Everything fits good on 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 my body and everything. Um, the only difference is I will have to have I'll have to bring out my camera pack, um, you know, to bring obviously the cameras that I'm going to be using. But yeah. if I wasn't running cameras, I that thing fits everything that I need. Um, I did. I did change out my not my camera arm but the swivel head and, okay and uh um so that. so let's go over that so what what camera arm are you running um i don't even know what it's called but i can show the difference between the two um and by the way i still can't see you on video so hopefully okay uh hopefully it'll catch up to us but can you can you see me Yep. All right. So this is the first camera arm or camera. Let me bring it back here. There you go. I can see it. You can see that there. So yep. if, if you're only listening to this, you guys need to go look at it. And I ran this for. What, what brand is that? What is what? What years, uh, years. fluid head? I'll put it in the show notes. I'll have to look it up. It's a it's a King Joy. And okay. I can't remember like what I paid for it. If I had to guess, it was maybe like $75. And then this is the new one that I got. Oh, yeah, much smaller. Yeah. So this, so this is this is my remote for video. So that mm-hmm. was that was where this was right here. Much, much smaller, much more compact. Oh, yeah. And this was like $35. Um, and again, I don't know even what it's called. Um, selection. I don't know. I can put it in the show notes, but okay. that's, that's a big change. That, yeah, def- definitely. That, and I'm excited about that. Like being able, I mean, this is so packable, mm-hmm. but, but nonetheless, I still have to carry a separate camera bag. Cause I have, I have some, uh, I have some cool plans for, for videoing uh, this year. Um, Good. Yeah. I'm using, I'm using a 360, but I'm not going to use it. I'm going to use it a little bit different um, than most people are using their 360s. A lot of people are using it. Don't, their, don't their, say it. Keep it. Keep it to yourself. Then that's good. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to say a lot of people are using their 360s as their main camera because mm-hmm. they can always have it running, and and I'll always have mine running, but it's not going to be my main camera. So I'll okay. just I'll just I'll just leave it at that. Um, what else did it change? Binos. I finally got some new binos. This is Vortex. Finally. Yeah, I seen your uh, your harness thing there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so, good. So I did. I did get. I did get earlier in the in the, earlier in the year. I I got a like a full uh, bino harness and everything. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, I can see that coming into play. Like if, if I ever go out West or do anything like that, where I'm walking miles and, and need to carry everything. But um, I'm, I, uh, for, for what I do here in Jersey, like putting, putting this little doohickey together, like the self bino thing, a um, lot, <laughs> lot less bulk. Um, and I probably, I'll be honest with you. I probably won't even wear that while I'm in the stand. I'll probably, which is really the main reason why I put the, uh, the Dyneema rope on there is just to, to hang it up while I'm in the, in the, uh, saddle there. So that was another change. Um, and, and I think the biggest change that I did was going to the, uh, Hoyt ultra, um, with the ARD site. So mm-hmm. I don't know if we've talked about the ARD site on here or not, but, uh, well, we've talked about it in the past and we had ARD on, but yeah. Yeah. When you told, you know, you explained why you got it and when your vision and all that stuff. Yeah. And the other, the crazy yeah. thing is, is that I went to the doctor, eye doctor last week and my prescription changed again. Okay. So what does that, how does that affect the ARD? Does it, Nothing no. effective. Okay, okay. Nope. I put the contacts in and I was shooting good. So good. I am good. You shooting good right now? Yes, I am. You coming in you coming in tomorrow with some confidence or what? Oh yeah, absolutely. Good. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I'm I I am definitely excited about it. Um but I'm excited about every year, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, like, it's like, 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 the, like the past, the past few years are kind of like haunting me in the fact that I've, I've gotten on good bucks and haven't been able to, to find them after hitting them. You John, know? good Lord's writing a story. He's yeah. writing the story for you, man. Yep. Yep. All right. So just let it, let it go at that. That's, that's, yep. that's what it is. He's writing the story for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like all that stuff might be leading up to a state class buck. You know what I mean? You don't know where, where you hunt and there's a possibility the zone you hunt in, you could, you know I mean? It could walk by. You never know. I think it's just being yep. faithful to the call, like trying to be the best at what we do. And, mm-hmm. and what I mean by that is, is spending the time to take the shots uh, in the backyard. Uh, spending the time to take the shots from an elevated position, from your saddle or whatever you're hunting from, mm-hmm. sharpening your bra. I mean, just, just the fine little details. Like we have to do everything that we can uh, to give us the confidence and to be ready for that that opportunity. So I feel I feel like 100 percent in my heart. I'm ready. <laughs> you know, my shooting's good. My shooting, the old Satori's shooting well right now. So I'm I'm don't have any problems with that. I mean. What, when you're shooting with a stick and a string, it, it, it can change, and, and you yeah, it can change. But Dude, uh, I, think, I feel confident. Just think, yeah, just think about like where you are now compared to last year. Like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm you know, dude, I'm feeling like, good so right now. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Everything's good. My mom's been praying for me. I've been praying. Yeah, it, things are good, man. Uh, it doesn't matter to me. I don't care. I, well, I do care if I kill more deer, but if I never kill another deer, dude, I had a good run. <laughs> you know what I mean? I really have. You're not, you're not done yet, bro. I'm no, no. I got a long, long time to go, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying like, if, if I never kill another deer, I had a good run. You know what I mean? Like I'm good. You know what I mean? Like 
Yeah. Yeah. If I go to heaven, if I go to heaven tomorrow, what that means is I'm up there hunting the really big ones. I'm hunting like, <laughs> yeah, I'm hunting like Sas, you know, like yeah, up in yeah. Canada or something like that. You yeah. know what I mean? When you guys are still down here hunting South Jersey. So yeah. it, it, it's just the way that is. You know what I mean? So. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to meeting your mom for sure, man. Yeah. Sounds sounds a lot like mine. Yeah, does she? Good. The, the prayer the prayer warrior in our lives. Yeah, my mom's yeah. always praying for me. Yeah, yeah. You know? need, <laughs> that's good. All right, man. Well, that's I, I mean, unless you want to talk about more, I'm I'm a no, Like I said, I'm good. I got um one person that I would love. I'm going to be watching his his uh Instagram. And I want to see, I would love to see him get a bunch of follows, follows from, from people, uh, off, off this, this video. So today, um, his father, he's a Pennsylvania hunter and his yeah. father, uh, and they're a traditional family. And his father put up that, um, his little man is putting up a, a Instagram page and once you follow along on his first season with a, you know, hunting with a, a, a trad bow. So, uh, the little hunter, the young hunter, and he's gonna I'm sure he's gonna be putting up some really cool stuff is Finley's underscore out outdoor underscore adventures. And he is from uh Pennsylvania. And like I said, they're a traditional uh family. So they're they're hunting with, with stick bows out there. So here's a young man that's gonna do it the hard way, Mr. Finley. Um if you guys have a heart. <laughs> and you really want to see a young person develop, I think this is the one that you want to watch develop because uh, yeah. I think Finley's going to be rocking it this year. So Finley's so, underscore do, outdoor do you, underscore spell, adventures. How you Finley is F-I-N-L-E-Y-S underscore outdoor underscore adventures. And it's all lowercase. Oh, so if you go on Instagram, yep. Yeah, I just put in Finley's. I just typed in Finley's and it came yep. right up. All right, here we yep, go. Yeah, he's got very few followers. He just, yep, he just he started. He got right it. My camera. Yep. Right here. Uh, put it down a little bit. Right there. Right there. Oop. Oh, you changed your, oh, your favorite, right. your favorite uh, pedophile or your favorite. Uh, likely violated First <laughs> Amendment. Oh, geez. Yeah. We don't want to get this into a political thing. Where'd my search go? There he is. Right there. Put it down a little bit. Finley's Outdoor Adventure. This is there it is. Go follow that young man right there. You're gonna see some good quality stuff coming out of that kid this year. I guarantee it. I can I can see it. I'm following him right now. I'm gonna check out. All right. Everybody else go there and give him a follow. He's got a he's got a video of him shooting a trabo. What there you go. That's awesome. Yo. All right, Finley. The community's awesome. Yeah. Traditional community is pretty awesome. Awesome goodness. It is good, man. It is good. Like I've I've been watching a lot of Etar videos. But anyway, look, we've been carrying on for a while, man. Yeah, make sure you good make stuff, sure you man. put his, his uh thing in the notes, please. All right. Yes, sir, I will. Yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> All right. Who's close? All right, now? IT guy. Are we out of here or what? Yeah, we're done. All right. Hey, listen, everybody, give us a like, give us a follow, give Finley's Outdoor Adventures a follow this this uh, week. Uh, if, you, if you jump on Instagram at all, um, we'll, we'll be kind of uh, promoting the, the podcast on 
uh, Instagram and whatnot. But if you're on there, give Finley a, a follow. But most importantly, get in your good book. Read Genesis 27.3. And you'll if you go and read it, you'll understand why we put it on every one of our podcasts. John, thank you so much for your time, brother. Yeah, man. It's good. Good stuff, bro. All right. I love you, man. Good luck tomorrow. Love you too, man. We'll see y'all. All right. Later. Wilderness.